What's up, everyone? Fight fans, you are watching Fight Inside Podcast with me, your guest co-host for today, Rain Cruz, also known as Ringside Rain, ring announcer for Up Next Fighting. And with me, as always, is Timmy B. Today is a very, very special episode because we will have not just one, but two very, very special interviews. So sit back, relax, and enjoy because Fight Inside Podcast is coming to you right now. Tim, hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fight Insight Podcast. All right, our first guest today. First guest is the former Bellator Bantamweight champion, and he has his sights set on reclaiming that gold. But first, he has to dispatch a man that he's already dealt with once before, but I think he's more than happy to do it. He's a two-time NCAA champion and currently the number two ranked Bellator bantamweight fighter. He's got charisma and style for days. He has an impressive 19-2 and record and can next be seen kicking ass on November 17th at Bellator 301. Rain. Please welcome Rafion Superstar! Let's go! Let's go, hey! Let's go. Hey, if we if we don't have a ring announcer, we definitely got to get you in the uh, building. I love the energy, man. I love it. Let's go. Rafion, that is the greatest compliment any guest has ever given. (laughs) We'll just I love it. I mean, I don't pull no strings as far as like hiring and firing people, but that was amazing. (laughs) Whatever it's worth. You do whatever you do, Rafion. I mean, yes, sir. Once rain gets in there, we're all good to go. We good. We in the game. <laughs> Rafiat, I'm so happy to meet you, man. You are uh, already exactly what I was hoping you would be from what I see on on television and <laughs> interviews and stuff like that. Dude, you're the coolest dude, man. Like you're you're always positive, always smiling. Life is good for Mr. Rafian Stotts? Yeah, man. Life is good, man. I don't got too many complaints, you know. Um, and most of our complaints are so trivial, you know, in comparison to what's going on in the world that, uh, you know, I can't help but smile. Yeah. Like uh, one complaint I would guess that you have is that these shirts are too tight on you. You're busting out of this shirt, my friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just can't help my, I'm just too swole right now, you know. <laughs> That's the only, yeah, it's so trivial, you know. I know I just, I'm just in such great shape that it's like. Clothes, I, I bust out of clothes, you know, and then when I'm out of my clothes, I can't keep the ladies off of me. And I tell them, hey, I'm married, like, stay away. But it's just like, you know, it's hard. It's hard out here to be Rafian, you know. <laughs> life is tough. <laughs> well, Rafian, life may get tougher because we're going to play a game with you. Uh, Ooh. It's a toughie. The, it's three questions. They are super related. So they okay. all have to do something super. Uh, okay. Rain. Question number one. Let's try this. All right. Question number one. This video game system is possibly the GOAT and had classic games like Mario Kart, NBA Jam, and Street Fighter 2 in 16-bit. Uh, um, the first thing that came to mind was Super Nintendo. Um, but Don't even think beyond, my friend. Oh, okay, 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 okay. You threw me with the... Uh, you threw me with the, uh, uh, what was the NBA game? Jam? Huh? Was it the NBA Jam that threw you off? No, not the NBA Jam, the one before the racing one. Oh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart, because I've only played that on the 64. I didn't play that on um, Super Nintendo, but oh. now I know. 
Rafion, you're missing a classic, my friend. All right. Yeah, I've never played it on there. You're one for one. You're one for one. Rain, question number two. All right, number two. Francis Ngannou is part of this division where he's apparently going to fight someone someday for some crazy amount of money. It's the name of the division. The division. Is this? And it it's has not, the word is super it, in it. Uh, I want to say super heavyweight, but uh, I thought he had he was in a div- of like pay per view uh, fighters yep, or something. Yep. And, um, the wheels uh, is are it super, Is it super pay? Uh, super pay per view fighters? I don't know. <laughs> Very close, my friend. It is the Jake Paul inspired super fight. Division. Super fight division. God Super dog it. I Super knew it was division. something like that. Don't Super worry. fight division. That's dope, man. That's that's pretty dope. Is it that's really pretty cool? That's really cool, you know, to have a, a division pretty much for money fights, you know, uh big names in the sports, you know. Cause that's I mean, it's it's technically like I wouldn't call them like gimmick fights, you know, but I would call them, but I wouldn't like it's not fair for them to get the um kind of payout, you know, of regular uh I guess uh, fighters or people who don't have as much, you know, uh, eyes or bring as many uh, names and stuff. So that's like a cool way to get compensated for uh, your likeness, you know? So that's cool. Dang. Mr. Rafion, very positive. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Positive about that. Uh, Rafion, if we'll take one side step away, if you had to guess who Nganu was going to fight, who the hell does he fight? Right now after Tyson Fury? Yeah. Like in this super fight thing. I mean, I would only think I would think like Deontay Wilder or um, Tyson Fury um, in PFL. In PFL, or, or you mean under the under MMA? Well, in I MMA? don't know what the hell the super fight thing is. You think the super? Fight I don't know. I don't know what it is either. I don't know. If it's just <laughs> MMA. Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, if it was MMA, I mean, you could try to do some of those boxers in MMA, but I doubt they want to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea who he would yeah. fight. I, I'm, I'm signing you up to fight him, Rafion. Hey, sign me up. I'll fight him for a super <laughs> fight. I'll fight for I'll get my ass fucking crushed for a fucking uh, for a couple meal. Hey, sign me up. You what know you, what I'm saying? What do you mean? I'll do my best. Dude, you huh? ankle you ankle pick him. Hey, and hey, him. I didn't fight big people in the streets. You know, I fight his ass for some money. I got, I gotta do it. If I gotta do it, I gotta do it. You know, I ain't saying I ain't gonna give you no promises, but I'll get in there with him. Yeah, yeah, do it, Rafion. Uh, Rain, he's one for two, kind, kind yep. of one and a half for two. One, okay. one for two. We'll, we'll give him one and a half. One and a half. Okay. I'll take what I get. This last question, if you get this wrong, the podcast ends. Okay. Shut it down if you get this wrong. So good luck. Okay. Thanks. Question number three. This man is one of the most exciting bantamweights on the planet and is set to take on the interesting Danny Sabatello. Let's go. Robbie on Superstars. Let's go. Now here you we go. You should have said the bitch ass uh Danny Sabatello, but Rafael Superstats, you know. 
Rafion, it does say bitch ass in the script, but Rain refuses to. <laughs> Rafion, I also ah, want to let's go. If, if you're not watching this podcast on video, you definitely should be. A, to see Rafion pop out of that shirt, but B, for this <laughs> poster, Rafion, that I got off your page, so don't blame me. Oh, okay. Here it is. Oh! <laughs> That's the poster for Stott versus Sabatello 2. Stott versus Sabatello, man. You That's need to man. frame that. You need to That's frame both, that. Yeah, I'm getting posters made for sure. I'm going to probably bring posters to the fight. So if y'all want y'all to uh, sit the sloth and Rafael Stott's going at it uh, poster, uh, we got them for you. We're going to have them on deck in Chicago. So <laughs> I'll have one for Danny, too. I'll give him one. Yes, yes. I'm sure he will appreciate it. Now, <laughs> yeah, he'll <because> love it. <laughs> it's only a few weeks away. Bellator, yeah. Bellator 301. Mm-hmm. So before I get to the fact that there is a Bellator 301, yeah, how are you feeling leading up to this fight? Obviously, mm-hmm. lots of drama, lots of intensity in this one coming in. Um, You know, I feel great. You know, I feel great leading up to the fight. Um. I feel like uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a spectacular showing. Um, I'm I'm getting back to uh, some of the things that I was doing before um, I won the belt. And also, I this last year, I kind of like I was I was up in my training and stuff, but I kind of uh, I let some of my nutrition slip, you know, uh, this last while I was in the tournament. And I think that paid uh it played a role in my, in my training and my my performance in the fights. So um, I'm looking to like correct some of those mistakes in this fight and correct some of those mistakes going forward. So um, I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to see how it performs, kind of to see how I feel because I feel great now. I feel a lot better than uh, I did uh, my previous two camps, and I think it's it's because of my nutrition. Like it's it, it's dumb to say, but I um. Pretty much, I was given a meal plan, and I I was given four meals to eat today, but I only had time to like, eat three, so I was not eating all the calories I should eat, and then also didn't read uh, my meal plan, so I wasn't uh, taking like supplements and things like that. Uh, but I'm doing that stuff now, so um, I'm I'm excited to see how I perform. I mean. You're you're a bloody you're a bloody uh, professional fighter, Rafi. Exactly. You think exactly. you would have this down pat by now? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you would think. So, and what happened? What happened was I, and it's no fault of the meal prep companies, but I switched meal prep companies, and so the new meal prep company that I have has a different protocol, you know, and then they have like a um a app and, and and things that I should have looked at the meal prep company I had before. Pretty much what they gave me was what I needed to eat. Oh, this QK. Um, and so I was used to that. So then when I switched to this new one, I just didn't uh, pay attention to the things I should have paid attention to. And, um, yeah, I'm a fighter. I get punched in the head a lot, you know, uh, so I'm gonna blame it on that. But, uh, yeah, it was just like, it's just dumb, you know, um, but I got a hold of that. I got a handle on that. I found out, uh, there was a problem. So, uh, I'm able to fix it and move forward and I'm excited about it. Nice. Rain, anything, uh, for Mr. Stotts? Yeah. So like for someone who like switched to like a meal plan, right. And yeah. then you're very, um, you know, it's, it, it helps, it teaches you how to basically be disciplined in terms of what you eat. Yeah. So is there anything that you miss though? That's kind of out of your meal plan. Oh, I miss, I miss it all. Like right now I'm pretty much uh, reduced to eating rice, chicken and green beans. 
Uh-huh. Uh, no, I, I have other things too. You know, I have a, a like a good amount of, uh, I guess, eggs and potatoes and, and things like that. But it's nothing like, for me, like jambalaya or greasy burgers, like I'm definitely missing out on that. And, and I, there is room for me to uh, indulge, you know, uh-huh. um, or have cheat days, I guess, you know. So I try to do some of those things, but I'm trying to stay on top of it, you know, so I can have a good performance um, this fight. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I miss, you know. But the luck, luckily, look, my wife's holding up like some M and M's that I got. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so candy, candy is another these. thing that I I love uh, outside of camp. But um, after after this fight, we got uh, Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm. that'll be you know that's something to look forward to too. Very nice, very nice. Now, uh, are you looking forward to the pre-fight press conferences? Because, man, the oh. last time you fought Danny, there was a lot of media attention over this fight. Like, they, they had you guys everywhere. There was all the drama. Are we going to expect that leading up to this? Um, I think you can expect, like, a shorter version. I think they will, um, like, while we're in Chicago, you know, try to get us to in the same place, you know. Uh, I think Danny is very annoyed by being in the same place with me at this point, you know, because I beat his ass once and I was talking shit the whole time. So now he's probably, he don't necessarily want to be in that environment, but I would love to do it. You know, I love to, you know, do sit down interviews with him, you know, uh, make fun of him and uh, and proceed to fight. Um, so, yeah, I would think that they would have us do some stuff like that. But again, um, I, the the... We're not the main this time. Last time we were the main event. So right. they got some amazing, you know, fights that they got to kind of um, push. They got Sergio and Patchy fighting. They got um, uh, Shabli and um, uh, Patrice uh, Patrice Pickbull. And um, who else? My, uh, my, my good friend, friend oh, of the podcast, Daniel James, the Predator. He's on the, the Predator is on there. Um, freaking Jason Jackson and Yaroslav. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. fighting, you know. So, I mean, this this card is super stacked too. So, they're gonna have to find like a lot of uh, there is a it's this this card kind of sells itself, you know. So, um, I don't think they needed to do like the world tour of us <laughs> getting back and forth, you know, because the card is so good. But I'm sure they'll get they'll get something, you know. Everybody loves to see us uh, go at it. So, again, I'm sure this guy's too nice. The MMA, I know. Fans, the MMA fans really are waiting for the Rafion versus Danny press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just like, I mean, I don't like Danny, you know. I call him Danny the fanny pack. All he want to do is fucking hang on your side, hang on your belt line, you know. Um, (laughs) So I just, I mean, I just don't like him. I don't like his fighting style. I don't like what he's about. You know, I feel like he was a bully to a lot of the people in the division. I feel like he, uh, he, 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 he limped, he limped. Lent, I don't know. He was leaning on his uh wrestling, and everybody who didn't wrestle he or didn't wrestle, he was calling them out, calling them out left and right because he, you know, he wanted to uh yeah. like pick on them. And I don't vibe with that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't vibe with that, and I think he's a bitch of a person, so I would like to beat him up. And uh, even like I beat him up the last time, but like I didn't get him out of there, and it's also like I'm not gonna get very many times in my life where I get to hurt somebody that I don't like. So, like, when they came at me with another opportunity to do that, I was like, fuck, yes, thank you. Yeah, I need to do this before I don't get a chance to do this again, you know? (laughs) If I do it again, I'll go to jail. If I do it outside of MMA, I'll go to jail. So, yeah, 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 I'm I'm super happy to put hands on Danny. 
Yeah. All right. Well, look, we'll move on with the interview. But one last time, the poster for Rafion Stotts versus <laughs> Cabatella 2. It's coming up. Bellator 301. Don't, don't miss that fight. God dang it. Uh, Rafion, Bellator 301, though. Yeah. I didn't think that that was ever going to happen. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but everybody, you know, Named Timmy B on the Fight Inside podcast was predicting that Bellator 300 was going to be it. That's what it was looking like. Yeah, the PFL sale was going to happen, or whatever the hell, and mm-hmm. then something was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Rafion, uh, drop the bomb here. What's happening with PFL and Bellator? Do you know? Spill. I don't me. know. I'm sorry, bro. I don't know at all. If I did know, I don't know if I could keep quiet about it. Um, I've been asking. <laughs> I've been asking higher ups. I've been asking um, matchmakers. Uh, to my knowledge, nobody knows. You know, nobody yeah. knows the future. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. Um, I what I've seen from um, is pretty much what what has been put out there. Like my teammates will come to me and be like, hey. Uh, looks like uh, PFL is buying or hey. Uh, and then I'll ask my manager and, and he'll be like, yeah, no, no worry yet. We don't know what's going on. Have, nobody's giving me a word. So um, unfortunately, I don't have any breaking news for you. Uh, I'm happy that 301 is happening. Um, and it seems to me that um, Bellator, just from like what I've watched uh, Scott Coker say in press conferences and kind of how uh the the people on the inside are acting. It seems to me that they're going to carry on um, throughout the year as scheduled, or pretty much carry on as scheduled. Um, and then, I mean, they're waiting for something to happen. But until until something happens, they're wa- they're just carrying on as normal. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, they're carrying on as normal. It looks to me that Showtime is done, you know, promoting uh, combat sports. So maybe that was like uh, a, you know, a idea like, okay, maybe we sell because we don't have this place to broadcast. But Bellator is a good product. They've, they've created such a great product now that I feel like someone will uh, pick them up to broadcast, you know. So um, yeah. I don't I think they could if they wanted to, they they could continue, you know, as um, as planned, you know, uh, depending on, I guess, uh, the financial side of things. Because I also also don't know. I don't I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. If they do, let's say they did sell, though. Would you mm-hmm. want would you want them to merge, or are you happy with them staying separate so you can stay under that Bellator banner? I will just say the Bellator belt looks a hell of a lot better than the PFL belt. The Bellator belt was is is tall, man. The Bellator yeah. belt is called. Um, I, I like Bellator. Um, I feel like I've came up, I've uh, developed a name at Bellator. So, best case scenario for me, Bellator continues. You know, um, but there, there's also opportunity for me. I guess uh, MPFL having um, seasons and having multiple tournaments. Um, they do a lot of good things too, as well. You know, they got Francis Ngannou, and they got that whole um, what do you call it? Um, a super fight, you know, division yeah. or super. You know, the, the opportunities that they, they provide are a little different, you know, uh, yeah. than that of the UFC. Um, but, yeah, if I – best case scenario, you know, I – what's the name? I continue with Bellator. Everything stays the same. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with Bellator. I'm very happy with what uh, I was able to create with them and, and how their business has um, grown. Um, 
but it also leaves opportunity for me to be a free agent and maybe, you know, um, test, test the waters places. Because at the end of the day, I am a prize fighter. So I'm fighting for whoever is going to pay me the most. Like wherever I can get the most, yeah. that's where I'm going to go, you know, because my loyalty isn't to like, uh, I like the fight fans. Like everybody's like, oh, man, when you going to go here? When you going to go here? Like my loyalty isn't to you guys. My loyalty is to my family, you know, whatever mm. I can do with uh the money for my family that's what matters to me the belt necessarily didn't matter to me as much as like the money that comes with the belt because it that's what i can that's tangible i can do things with that uh for my family so yeah that's kind of where my head's at you know um i think i'd be fine you know wherever you know i think i I land on my feet you know wherever so um yeah but um yeah i I would i would be happy the happiest if, if bellator would continue Nice. Nice. Well, Rafael, you've been with Bellator the majority of your MMA career. So yeah. what would you say to young fighters who are looking at to uh, who to sign with? Yeah. So I would say look at um, your trajectory and look at like what's available to you. You know, you got to you got to. OK, so um, you got to kind of look at or I guess take a look at with, with your team. Um, kind of where you want to be, what's important to you. Um, and also like, uh, like five to 10 years down, where, where do you want to be? Like, uh, like what's important to you? Um, as for me, uh, to be, uh, honest, um, like a lot of my coaches and things and, uh, manager, like we had eyes set on like, oh, if UFC or nothing, um, but then after a while of uh, I, I was like, I think, 29 or something when I first uh, signed with Bellator, I was like thinking down the road, like um, like how, uh, first of all, for me to get into the UFC, uh, they were interested in me, but they were like, they had too many options, I guess. So it wasn't like the best option for me because they had so many options. Um, a person would like fall out of a fight. And then they would need a fight. And so they would give that person like three options to fight. And I'm I'm not, I'm never going to be the first. I, nobody's going to be like, uh, out of three people. Yeah, Rafael, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. pick him to fight, you know, when their paycheck is on the line. So that in itself, I was like, man, it's going to take me a, it's going to take me a while, you know, like opportunities kept coming. Probably like four or five opportunities came up and then I got shot down, came up, I got shot down. So then I started looking at, you know, um, like I need to start making a living for my family, you know, I don't have, I'll probably be done. I mean, now probably like 38 or I don't know, you know, um, like, so do, do I have the time to invest with this company? That's, uh, you know, that has a lot of options. It's going to take me a long time. Um, Bellator, they're probably the second largest, um, second largest organization. And I was able to, um, kind of run through the division in like a year, you know, and, um, reach the top. So, uh, or no, it's like two years, like a year and a half or something. Yeah. Um, look, you're, look, Rafael, you're a star no matter where you go, because not, yeah. only, not only do you have the look and the personality, but you've got the fighting credentials and the style, right? So you were going to be a star wherever. But it's, yeah. funny, but it's funny that you say that because uh, Jenna Bishop, who's now with Bellator, I don't know if you know her. She just yeah. signed with Bellator and she's, I think she's won her last two or three. She's a friend of the podcast, been on here a few times. She had been going off saying UFC, UFC, UFC. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she signs with Bellator. And I asked her, I'm like, why did you do that? She's like, 
because the money was right. The offer mm. was great. The place was good, you know? So there's a lot of things you kind of got to look at, like you're saying, when you're a young fighter and you got to decide where the hell to go. Yeah. It's not you want to look at, you want to look at your career as a whole and kind of where, uh, where you want to be when, when it's all said and done, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they gave me a better offer than I was going to get uh, at the UFC. So it, it was a no brainer for me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they, and it was also a thing where Bellator, I see the direction they were heading. Um, they were heading in the direction of like building, building stars. Um, and I kind of fit them. I fit a mold for them. You know, um, yeah. I didn't necessarily feel like I fit a mold for uh, the UFC to be, you know, they needed more like cloud or, you know, uh, more like um, social media presence um, to, to build, to build something off of. So, um, and that wasn't me. So. I don't know, man, that huge miss I mean, on the boat. in my, in my opinion, huge miss on the boat, but Rafian, uh, I don't want to keep you too long. Cause I know we're going a little bit over time. One question I did have for you, you weren't on any of the Bellator versus risen cards. I was annoyed yeah. at that. Why were you not on there? Why did you not to get to go over to Japan? Because I was in that tournament. Because I was in that tournament, and um, oh. so I couldn't. I couldn't like uh, they. They didn't have any uh, shows there. I want to fight in Japan so bad, <laughs> so yeah. bad. Uh, I would love to fight on one of those. Now I can. You know, I can fight on one of those Bellator versus Risen, or or just a you know one of the Risen cards. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's that was the reason I wasn't. Um, that was. I think that was one early before the tournament, um, but I had like had a fight scheduled. But yeah, but the, the tournament was the main main reason. Uh, okay, because I swear, when if you're gonna reign, like if you're gonna take fighters and go overseas to Asia to bring to promote your brand, you need talkative, exciting. Yeah, yeah. You can't bring some yeah. stuff that doesn't talk. <laughs> Like, right, exactly. You want to bring an American that's like talking, yeah. If you're gonna bring do a Bellator versus Ryzen, I I agree, you know. And I'm I'm lobbying. I'm I'm trying to get on one of those cars, you know. Hopefully, you know things line up and I can I can do that because that's like on my bucket list for sure. Yeah, yeah, good, good. It's on my bucket list to see you there, man. So let's do it. Uh, all right, Rain. Before I ask my uh, famous last question, is there anything that you want to ask, Mister Stott? Yeah. So for me, you know. For someone who has chased his dream and now living his dream, it is always important to have you know, a partner in crime, someone who will support you, right, all throughout the way. I see the pictures in your background, pictures of you and your wife. I'm just going to ask you this. What is your message to her? Oh, my God. My wife is the best, uh, like, blessing that I've had throughout this career because she's been around, like, even before I started MMA, and um, and she's been nothing but supportive, you know. Uh, when I was wrestling, she was she was there, you know, um, supporting me at matches and just you know being uh, yeah a, a support system for me because people don't uh, realize how uh, like there's no limelight, there's really no uh, light until you like reach the highest levels. But there's so much grunt work, and it's so in a lot of these things. Like so, I got a manager now, I got a, diet, a dietitian, like food meal prep company. I got people handling my sponsors. I got people, you know, uh, handling my finances. She was like all that, all that and more for me, uh, when I was coming up, you know, like she supported me, literally supported me. You know, I was working three jobs. She was working two jobs. We were just trying to make it, you know, make, 
make this dream a reality. And she's a the huge part of that because without her, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I'm at now, you know. So uh I love her so much. And uh, yeah, she's 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 yeah, she's the best. <laughs> she's like she's the reason, she's the so one of the sole reasons for my success. That's beautiful. Aww. That's that's really sweet. That's very nice. So yeah, no, I wish she heard it. I think she left though. Oh, <laughs> oh she did? Are you back there? She better be listening to this podcast after. I need the views, man. Maybe I'll get some booty later. <laughs> Rocky, I know. But no, she is, she's amazing, man. She's an amazing mother. She's an amazing yeah. wife. Uh, I love her. That's wonderful. And really, without her, what's really mm-hmm. important, I feel, you didn't say it, but I, I, I'm, I'm recapping it. Without yeah. her, you would have never made it to the Fight Insight podcast. I, exactly. I wouldn't have been here today That's- at all. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine your life without this achievement? <laughs> It'd be crazy. I wouldn't even know what to do. I wouldn't even be like happy right now. I'd be so no. sad. Like, damn, I could have been. And I see y'all interviewing uh, Jared Gordon. That's my homie, Jared Gordon. We really? spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Really? Oh. We, yeah. Me and Jared uh, in at Rufus Sport, we were like teammates for probably like three, three, four years or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Me and Jared was like super close. Yeah, so cool, man. Well, you know what? Okay, so spoiler alert. We filmed that interview a few days ago. Oh, okay, cool. On this podcast, we never do two guests at a time. It's like normally we do one guest a week. But this week, we were so lucky to have both of you. That's crazy that you guys are related. And I will say, uh, spoiler alert, it's coming up like in a few minutes after this interview. He's the nicest dude. Nicest, bro. Ever. Ever, bro. (laughs) So nice. Yeah. Like genuinely, just like genuinely a great person. Yeah. 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 Really yeah. good dude. I thought we were going to fight on the podcast or something. Like I didn't know. Yeah. Like you would think you would, you would think cause he's from New York and he's, he's a tough looking dude and stuff, but he's so, he's like a, a fucking yeah. gentle fucking, fucking monster. <laughs> because he was like, when I first met Jerry, like we, yeah. obviously we spar, we didn't hang out first. We uh spar and he was like, not like nasty, but like, in training, like muffing my face and like just like a dick kind of, you know. But like mm-hmm. outside of training, he's like, you know, telling me his life story and freaking like give you the shirt off his back type of person. Uh yeah, and he's just like a genuinely nice person. Yeah, well, I mean that I mean it was a it was a long way to get to how a nice guy Jared Gordon is, but I, I saw what you did there. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think that. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you said that, you know, without being on, the, if you weren't on this podcast, you wouldn't be happy because it segues right into my last question, Rain. Oh. So, Rafian, uh, it's a question that I ask all the guests that come on here. And it's a question that my mother used to ask me throughout my life growing up, like almost every single day. But I'm going to ask it to you, Mr. Rafian Stotts, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you? I would say I'm about at, I would say nine. I would okay. say a nine. Yeah. Um. Cause I I'm super grateful for everything that I have, you know. But I'm not uh, I'm not exactly where I want to be. But I'm ha- I'm I'm happy, you know. I could I could die happy today, and um, but you know I have I have things I need to accomplish for my family. Um, but I'm I'm happy. I'm super happy with the people I have around me. I'm super happy with my family. Um, yeah, and I can't like the people that are around me. I can't say you know. Uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier with them. So, yeah, 
Very nice, Rafi. And I got I knew the answer was gonna be a high number, if any number. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it was gonna be good. Uh Rafian, before we let you go, is there anything that you want to say to the fans, viewers, and listeners of the podcast? Man, uh like tune in. Uh November 17th is gonna be fun. You know, I'll get to uh get a rematch with um Danny, then hopefully I get a uh since provided with him with a rematch, I'll I'll get my rematch with a um, patchy mix. But um uh Man, I hope I inspire people. I hope, you know, you guys are um, enjoying enjoying my journey, you know, as much as I am enjoying it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, I love you guys, too. That's awesome. Rafion, oh. thank you. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, Rain, what a great guy. I know. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you for guys, man. What yeah. the hell? And Rafion, you know, whatever happens, I don't know how the announcer is going to, like, you know, not be able to be available, but you've got Rain's number now. I got Rain now. We locked in now. They better stay on their P's and Q's. <laughs> word. Whoever, whoever ears I need to put them in, I'm putting word. Thank you, sir. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Rafion, have a wonderful day, my friend. Best of luck. Go kick some ass. Yes, sir. Right, Thank you, guys. You have a good one. Thank you. All righty, there is Mr. Rafion Stotts. It's crazy that, that, that him and Jared know each other and how much he loves Jared, too. Like, it just, like, it's crazy how it all happened. The world is so small. Like, it's a very small world. It's so weird how, like, those connections will happen and things like that, right? But what are the odds that on this stupid little podcast, the one time I have two guests. Two episodes, yeah. Me two interviews, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, I didn't put it up while he was on, but of course, go follow Rafion Stotts at at Rafion Stotts, R-A-U-F-E-O-N Stotts, S-T-O-T-S. Uh, Rain, we're going to go into the Jared interview. But before that, we'll do a little Friends of the Podcast update if you don't mind. And of course, if you're here because of Jared or because of Rafion, thank you so much. Please follow and subscribe. Do all that stuff. Friends of the podcast update. I do want to say Fatima Klein. Gold. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Fatima wins the championship ends up being the flyweight CFFC title. She was going for straw weight. It turned into the flyweight because there was a change in uh, opponent last minute. Regardless, she's got a gold belt. She looks very good in gold. So congratulations to Fatima. Woo-hoo. We're very happy for her. Uh, like I said, while we were talking to Mr. Rafion, Daniel James, the predator, Daniel James, he comes on on Bellator 301 uh, as well. He's fighting there. And then future friend of the podcast, Driscus Duplessis, who uh, our, our good friend when we, we had him on, Chaz Wasserman, he said he's going to get DDP to come on, blah, blah, blah. It was announced today, Rain. That DDP is fighting Sean Strickland for the title in Toronto in January. Wow. So, congratulations to DDP on getting that title. Too bad that you have to come to Canada in January, but I mean, geez Louise. That's, I mean, the flights that, might be cheap, right? Because it's cold. Flights know. are never cheap, first of all. <laughs> you're going to fly here. You're going to need like winter coats and everything. It's not the best, but whatever. Okay. Um, and then, of course, Modestus Bukaskis. He unfortunately did not win his fight, but dude is such a positive guy. I love him. He was such a great guy. I think you reached out to him after the fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told him, Hey, no matter what happened at the fight, we are still proud of you. Yes, of course. And did he say, screw you. I'm not feeling good. Or <laughs> <was he proud? laughs> 
Well, no, he said thank you, and he really appreciated it. So. Okay, okay, good, good. Well, Modi B is going to be back in there. He's going to be kicking ass. He was doing very well in that fight, too. Like, crap. I and know. Like, you know. The way he lost it was kind of crappy, but he'll be back for sure. He has overcome far worse. You know what I mean? So he's going to come back. Uh, Rageworks Podcast Networks. Please check out rageworksnetwork.com. You can find our podcast there as well as any others. Um, Rain, aside from that, I guess we go into the Jared interview now. So enjoy that. And then next week on the podcast, I don't know for sure who we're going to have because a little glitch occurred, Rain. We were supposed to have Willow Morton. She's a Toronto MMA fighter. She was going out with me to fight League Atlantic 12. She was going to be fighting in New Brunswick on November 18th. I think her opponent has been injured. Mm. I don't know what's happening to her. If she doesn't have a fight, I don't know that she would want to come on the podcast, but I'd still love to have her on anyways um, yeah. to talk to her and meet her. So we'll see what happens next week. We'll book something. We'll we'll have something amazing happen. I am still in talks with the announcer, Frank Andrew from 1FC. We've been talk- we're talking back and forth. We're trying to figure out the time. And then something really funny, he was like, oh, uh, is it video podcast? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm going to need some time to make my place look better for the camera. And I'm like, you're only going to see like a small bit, like how, you know what I mean? But he's, he's very concerned over the views and the image, you know, so we'll fix that up and uh, we'll get him on soon though, because I'm very excited to talk to him and uh, rain. I hope you're there for all of it. If you're not busy being the new Bellator announcer. (laughs) Right. Like, thank you in advance, Raphael. appreciate it. Um, All right. So we let's cut to the Jared interview now. And then uh, after that's over, we'll see you next week. All right. So cut here. All right. Our guest today is a true inspiration. He has a past that is well documented, including circumstances most would not have survived. But he now uses his platform as a UFC fighter to help bring awareness and support to those struggling with addiction, all while kicking ass in the cage. He's on the heels of two very controversial fights but he's set to make his return at UFC 295 in Madison Square Gardens, his backyard on November 11th, fighting the Olympian, Mark Madsen, Rain. Please welcome Jared Flash Garden. There it is. How you doing, Jared? I'm all right. How are you? Not bad. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Where are you located right now? I'm in South Florida. Delray Beach. Yeah, super nice. It's like 84 degrees right now. Ooh. Nice. Brisk. A brisk day in South yeah. Florida. <laughs> I'm in Toronto, Canada. It's already freezing, Jared. So uh, it's almost snowing. Why, you know, I'm from New York. I don't know why, you know, now that I live here, it's like, why did, does anyone choose to live in, in those conditions? I don't It's, it's beyond me. Yeah. Jared, it, it is crazy. Like, I think about that all the time. My wife and I think about moving. Anytime we go somewhere that has beautiful weather, I hate rain because she lives in California. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's I terrible. Think. Jared, we've got a game to play with you just to loosen you up here. We play a little game. Hopefully you get some of the answers right. Rain, question number one. Okay, question number one. Who is the main villain in the Flash Gordon superhero comic strip and movie? Ming. Ming? Dang, it is Whoa. Ming. 
Jared, one for one. Good for good on you, man. Flash Gordon, obviously homage to that. I mean, it's not actually. Um, it's just a coincidence. My last name is Gordon, and there was more of a. I had cardio. I always had a good cardio, so my my first coach called me Flash because I didn't stop moving. I didn't stop going. It's not because I was like fast, because that's I'm not really the fastest guy around. All right. But it, it was like an endurance cardio thing, and my you know my last name is Gordon, so it just fit. All right, all right. I mean, I'm not saying nothing, uh, Jared, but you know you might look a little bit more like Ming than you do Flash Gordon. All, all I'm saying. I mean, you got that thick beard. Going Very on. true, yeah, and the, the black eyebrows, and he's kind of ugly. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever need to change a nickname, you know, Ming the Menacer or whatever his <laughs> name is. Like that could be you. All right, Rain. Question number two. All right, number two. Jay Garrick, Wally West, and Barry Allen are all known as this superhero. I'm not a superhero guy. It's you know, your it's your nickname, my friend. Oh, it's Flash. It's so Flash. <laughs> Boom. The Flash. So like, I'm not a comic book guy. I'm not a superhero DC or Marvel guy. All right. Actually, I, I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. All right. Only because it's a great movie, but that's about it. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. All right. Question number three, Jared, you are guaranteed to get this one right. All right. Last question. This real-life superhero is set to put the lightweight division back on notice as he makes his much-awaited return to the octagon at MSG at UFC 295 on November 11th. Jared Flash Gordon. There he is, the man, Jared Flash Gordon. Jared uh, you, you're, you know, like I said at the intro, you're coming off two very controversial endings to your last two fights. Uh, you're set to make your return. What's going through your mind? Um, I'm so laser focused and mentally, physically, I'm in a great, great spot. Um, just confidence. I'm just, all I feel is confidence and I'm so eager I just want to get to New York already. Um, this last week of camp, I was like, I don't even want to do this. It's like, I feel so good. Like, I didn't want to ruin anything. Yeah. Um, and, like, I was like, I don't want to go to practice. Just send me to, send me to New, York, New York already. Like, I don't want to train anymore. I'm ready. I feel like I was just going to ruin it. But um, I finished my last practice at 3 o'clock today. I just did a cold plunge. feel really good. Um, and I'm just ready to leave. I'm leaving tomorrow for New York. So I just want to wake up. or I can't even sleep. Like I yeah. haven't felt like this in a long time. Um, I'm like, I can't, like, I, I could fall asleep, but then, like, I'm like, waking up super yeah. early and i'm like is it is it like uh, is it morning yet <laughs> and i'm like looking at my clock i'm like oh my god it's only 5 a.m like i just want to get out of bed and like 
drink my coffee and go, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm just really happy. I'm in a great place. And um, God is with me. That's how, that's how I feel. I'm really, I'm really happy for you, Jared. You know, if anybody has the mental fortitude to deal with those kind of weird bumps that you've had in these last two, it, it seems to be you because of, of who you are and, and the experiences that you've had. Um, I do want to say, though, I, I was watching an interview with you and you said, oh, this is just another bump in my road, which seems to be the common theme in my life. Yeah. Regardless of all the bumps you've had in your life, though, you've always come out on top. You've always achieved and succeeded where others probably would not you know what do you have to what do you have to attribute that to man i think it's the only way that it would this is this is my way i i was never going to be handed anything nothing was ever going to be easy for me and that's that's actually how it is for everyone in my family my wife um, we're all successful, but we all have had hard, hard paths. Like I look at my father and he's, he's been through so much more than I have, um, with his business and the things that I've seen him go through and just persevere, uh, and he's super successful. And it's like, you know, I was complaining to him a couple of months ago and he's like, dude, <laughs> You're crying, you know, you're, don't, I don't want to hear your bullshit, like, <laughs> look at what I've been through, and I'm like, you know, you're right, um, like, I've literally saw him lose millions of dollars, almost lose his business, come out of it, and get back to where he was, and, and more, and there was a point where I thought he was going to kill himself, so I think that, like, it's just in my my DNA in our family, like our genes, like this is just our way. Like the obstacle is the way for us. Nice. Yeah. Jared, you know, um, you went, uh, I'll just show this on screen, but I mean, I, I know, you know, obviously, but your social media following exploded in the last year or so. Like I, 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 this, there's a website that I follow at, at MMA gains and they track fighters gains, of social media after fights and like after fight weekends. So here's a picture of your social media pre patty fight and then what it is today. But you were sitting at 119,000, which is no small number. I mean, that's a crazy number, but boom, here you are at 415,000 knowing that you're at that kind of level of social media following and knowing the kind of person you are that wants to help people and stuff like that. Have you had people um, come back to you maybe from your past or something that have, that have also rebounded in life and, and, and found success similar to you and have, have gotten back to you about that? Oh, of course. Yeah. Like literally every day people contact me uh, looking for help or thanking me for helping them or inspiring them in some way. And yeah, that's the goal, man. Uh, fighting is, is I love fighting. I love martial arts. I love competing. Being in the spotlight is cool. Um, making a living, fighting has always been my dream. But it's not about me. It's about other people that suffer or have suffered like me. Yeah. With all sorts of things, mental health, 
I'm a sexual assault victim. I've tried killing myself numerous times. You know, addiction. I've, you know, multiple overdoses. Jail. I, I was facing 25 to life. Somehow I got out of that. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, the, the whole, you know, being famous. And, I mean, like, if Conor McGregor or LeBron James or Logan Paul or, you know, these guys that are have humongous followings, millions, if they were preaching about mental health and addiction, you know, everyone would listen and they would have, um, they would be able to help so many people, you know? Mm. So that's what I want to do. And that's the whole, that's my goal. Yeah, man. And that's, and that's why in all honesty, Jared, that's why I'm a big fan of yours because, because you say that people talk to me about like the goats in MMA and stuff like that. And I always say, you can't just look at what someone does in the cage to me. That's my criterion. I say you can't just look at what someone has done in the cage. You have to look at their life outside. What are they doing for people, for their community? And so when you say those things and you have that posted, like right on your Instagram page, right? It's like, hey, contact me and you give help numbers and stuff like that. So it's very honorable that you do that. So I'm, And I'm glad that people are reaching back out to you to tell you what a success it is, too, because it's nice to know that it's working as well. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, social media is a crazy beast. And um, we've talked about you on this podcast a few times because of some things that have gone on social media. I do want to raise this. We've talked about it like just last week, I think, Ray, we talked about it. Um, but here's a picture here, Jared. I was on your side on this one, man. This post from Bloody Elbow, when they reposted your post about buying tickets for your friends and family, and then they posted that with that picture of you, Jared. And then you put them on blast. Yeah. I was like, these fuckers know what photo they're putting next to that thing. Like, you weren't even in UFC clothing. You're just looking grumpy. Although Rain, yeah. thinks, you, Rain thinks the photo looked like you were flexing because you've got so much money. Yeah, like thing nothing, So the photo, like, was a, a picture I posted a long time ago that the photo of the tickets that I posted, I was just thanking like my fans and friends for supporting me. So the UFC gives every fighter four tickets to their free tickets to the fight. But yeah. They can't just give you unlimited tickets. Yeah. First of all, they have to pay the venue. And the venue has to make money. And that's how they basically rent the venue out from mm -hmm. them. So Madison yeah. Square Garden's got to get their money, and the UFC has to pay Madison Square Garden. So here's your four free tickets, but we'll we'll also give you an option to buy tickets at a discounted rate, which is what they did, and they were discounted pretty heavily. Oh wow! So I was just thanking my friends, and I was saying like, what an honor it is to be able to fight at Madison Square Garden and have people support me. Thank you to the UFC for putting on the show, putting me on the card, and giving me the ability to to get tickets discounted for people. Yeah. So that's all that post was. And of course, you know, Bloody Elbow wants to always turn things into what they're not. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened. But, you know, 
people are so stupid. Like they're like, you can't even afford that. Who are you? You that's your whole purse, motherfucker. You excuse my language. You don't know how much I make. I make way more than that, and it's not like I just bought those tickets and didn't get the money for them. Like I put the money up on a credit card, and everyone paid me the money, and then I paid the credit card bill off. So it's not like. Oh, you get your points. Exactly. (laughs) Got my American Express points. Yes. And. I paid the bill off, and it's not, it's like, so, I don't know, people are so stupid, like, yeah, yeah. people are really dumb, they don't know anything, they don't, they act like they, like, fans act like they know everything about fighter pay and structure and how things work, you guys, they don't know anything. Yeah. So. It, it's an, Jared, it's an argument that people have all the time, it's, like, nobody knows the inner workings of uh, the UFC, no one knows the inner workings of a professional fighter, like, the money stuff is always like it. People think it's so easy. What I will say, Jared, and I, and I just tweeted it today again, I think, because I got into a fight with someone. But I said, you want to complain about fighter pay? Show me the last three things you bought that supported a fighter. Like, show me there a Jared go. Gordon T-shirt. Show right. me, you know what I mean? Show me a poster. Show me, show me your pay-per-view receipts. How about that? Like, you can't complain about stuff unless you're doing something to help support. You know, people also complain, like, always complain about fighter pay and. Like, yeah, we come up as amateurs and you have to fight regionally as professionals and then get to the big leagues. But, like, these guys that are in the NFL and MLB, and obviously they get paid a lot more across the board than UFC fighters do, but they've been playing sports, this same sport, since they were children. Like, I started fighting when I was 17. I didn't go to college for, for that sport. I didn't go to some school that put me on some crazy like program uh, program and built me into an MLB player. And then I went and got drafted. Like I fought regionally and the UFC signed me now prove yourself. So you got to prove like getting into the UFC is one is not really, it's a, it's a, an accomplishment, but it doesn't mean much. Staying in the UFC for a long period of time is where it's at. Yeah. And then that's when you'll make money. And, and be successful and, and build a platform like like I'm doing. Um, but, you know. No, I, no Jared. Jared you're always going to talk shit, man, you know? No, Jared, you're preaching to the choir, man. I had uh, Jake Matthews on the podcast when he was posting about that. And he said very similar to you. He said, it's not hard to get into the UFC. It's about what you do after you're there. So, exactly. yeah, man, you are, you are dead on. Look, I know I don't want to keep you too long. I've got a couple okay. more questions I wanted to ask you, though. One is, um, speaking to what you're saying, though, the UFC gives you very good fights. Are you appreciative of that, or do you realize that? Like, I mean, they're giving you good names after good names. And I feel I feel some fighters don't really care about that or know about that, but do you, I mean, do you appreciate that? Do you? They're putting you in Oh, yeah, sports. of course, man. I want to fight people that are known and you know like where i am in my career and how long i've been in the ufc like i should be fighting guys that are you know along the same lines you know um some people don't care obviously and they'll fight anywhere like i want to fight people with names that are going to you know get me to the next level like after this fight like i'm hoping to get a top 15 or Maybe I'll, who knows, maybe I'll, you know, be ranked right outside of it. And then I'll, you know, like, and I think I'll be deserving of it once I win. 
on November 11th. Um, so yeah, like I want to excel. I don't want to just do this for a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy that you're getting the right names, right, to keep leveraging you as a person, as a fighter, as a, and, and, and for your platform. Rain, before I ask my last question, do you have anything that you want to ask Jared before we let him go? Yeah. So, um, you know, just listening, you know, to your story, and you are obviously a rock, a strong rock, right? A strong person. So for someone like you, who's been through a lot, you know, the strongest person that you are, who has been your rock? that kept you going? I was going to say my wife. That's the smarter answer, Jared. Don't <laughs> change it. But it's really God. Um, Black hole, Jesus Christ. But So, I mean, that's where it's at for me, man. Um, when there's nothing else, I'll always have him. So, uh, and then my wife. You know, and she brings me and keeps me close to him. And uh, that's what it's all about. Like, this whole life is, you know, what's your higher power? So, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, good, Jared. Uh, before I ask my last question, Jared, is there anything that you wanted to say to the fans, viewers, and listeners of the podcast? Thanks for all the support. And tune in, obviously, November 11th, coming out. And I will perform to the best of my ability. So yeah. tune in and hope you enjoy the show. Yeah. And apologies to fans of Mark Madsen because he's taken an L pretty bad. So, <laughs> yeah. exactly. uh, Jared, one last question I'm going to ask you. Uh, you're such a good guy, man. So thank you so much for joining the podcast too, especially like on your fight week. Uh, it's a question that my mom used to ask me every day growing up. And I wanted to ask it to you. So Mr. Jared Gordon, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you? I'm like at an 11 right now. Woo! Yeah, very happy. Um, I wasn't a couple months back, but I, ch I changed some certain, thi certain things. I, I, I'm doing certain things a little differently, so it's uh, brought me to a great place. So thank you for asking, actually. No, that's good, man. I'm happy. I don't think anyone's ever said 11, Rain. No one has I don't ever. I think so either. No and you know what? It, it matches the date of his next fight, 11 11. Makes sense. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense. It's all coming together, Jared. <laughs> last, last question, just because this okay. was one that people were wanting me to ask you. How stupid is it that Patty fights Tony Ferguson? Uh, you know, good for him, man. Good for who? Good for Patty, I guess. For Tony too, man. He deserves a big name. Guy's been around forever, and yeah, I know he's coming off of a lot of losses, uh, but he is almost basically he is basically a legend in our sport. Oh, and you no, know, Patty, he's he's the he's the show. It's part of the show, you know. And I I wish him nothing but success because in person he was nothing but nice. To me. Hmm. On interviews, on at the press conference, he talked a lot, of, you know, but that was for the show. But yeah. in person, he was a nice gentleman. And I know where he's at and what he wants and what he thinks as a fighter. And 
Everybody knows the truth about what happened between me and him. Yeah. So it is what it is. Like, this is what God wanted for me. I don't wish ill will on anyone. Um, that's it. Well, Jared, I will say that, you know, I've met almost 145 different people doing this podcast now. And uh, you get a sense of who people really are when we interview people. I feel rain. And I feel like Jared is not a character. Jared is the Jared you see. You're, you're a true dude, man. And the stuff that, again, like I said, the stuff that you do for addiction and mental health, it makes you one of the goats of MMA hands down. So I'm excited to see your career. I'm excited to see you this week. And I'm excited to see everything that you do in the UFC, my friend and, uh, and beyond. So thank you very much. And thank you for joining the podcast, Jared. And I hope we get to meet you again. Yeah, again, we'll do it again. Awesome. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya. And that's it. Thank you to Rafian Stotts and Jared Gordon. And thank you to all of you Fight Inside podcast fans. See you again next week. Bye. See ya.